Hey, you're here with Brittany Elliott. I am the creator of Back to You in Five, and I help mothers reconnect with themselves through self-care. Back to You in Five offers simple, effective resources to mothers as they embark on their self-care journey, provides women with encouragement and support as they adjust to their roles as mothers and create the life they see for themselves, and helps mothers manage the overwhelm, frustration, irritability, exhaustion, identity crisis, and resentment that is experienced along the motherhood journey. Motherhood is easy to get lost in. Through this podcast, I share the challenges I've overcome along my motherhood journey, the challenges I'm working through, and the challenges other women have shared with me. In each episode, I hope you find a healthy mix of inspiration, motivation, and accountability as you continue navigating your motherhood journey. This is what self-care looks like. Let's get into it. Welcome back to What Self-Care Looks Like. I am Brittany Elliott, and today for this episode, we have a guest, Jessica Johnson. Jessica is an integrative nutrition health coach who works with parents to help them reduce the stress and overwhelm in their lives. Her personal experience of adopting and raising a sibling group of three children has taught her the importance of regular stress management practices and given her a deeper understanding of how a parent's childhood experiences can shape their most intimate relationships later in life. She believes that through awareness and intention, we can create the life we want and stop repeating the patterns of the past. Her journey to overcome a stress-related health condition has given her a deeper understanding of the mind-body connection and taught her the importance of eating a whole foods diet. Jessica is passionate about helping her clients regain their energy and feel good so they can live a full and happy life. Hey, Jessica, thank you so much again for being here. And thank you to all our listeners for being here. I just want to jump right into it. So tell us a little bit about your journey into motherhood. Yeah, so um, my husband and I battled infertility for quite a few years, and we decided to do an adoption. Um, We ended up adopting a sibling group of three girls. This was about 11 years ago. And um, so, yeah, it was a pretty you know, pretty, um, big adjustment going from zero to three kids overnight. And, um, our oldest was five and a half at the time. And then our twins were almost two. So we were really busy and, um, pretty soon, maybe a year into the journey, we started dealing with some raging behaviors, which we had read about in some of the adoption books. Um, but it was definitely, difficult, you know, um, trying to figure out the best way to intervene and keep, keep the other children safe and stay with the child who was struggling. So these raging behaviors went on for quite a few years and the girls all kind of took turns. Um, but I think what happened was my body got stuck in this high alert stress mode because I was you know, two or three times a week, I was, you know, jumping into this intervention mode. And, you know, now that I've learned more about the body, like we are, we do have that mechanism inside of us that's designed to, you know, run from the lion. 
um, but that mechanism should not be utilized frequently. <laughs> um, otherwise, we, we do get stuck in the stress mode and our bodies you know, have repercussions. So for me, it was um, just you know, a series of small things that kind of went wrong with my health. And then I ended up needing a root canal, which um, brought the onset of the herpes simplex virus. And I just had a real challenge with it, um, you know, trying to keep it under control with um, prescription medications, and that didn't seem to work. So did some research, and that kind of led me into learning about um, holistic practices and supplements and changing my diet. And ultimately, I um, went to visit a naturopath, and he helped me understand that um, this was really kind of the mind-body connection and, and that I needed to make some drastic changes to get my body out of that stress mode. Because even, even when like be, the behaviors subsided, like my body was still in that mode. And so that's when I started like a meditation and yoga practice and um, just started making time to really slow down and shift a little bit out of that constant production, you know, constantly trying to be there and meet everyone else's needs and not putting my needs first. And so, um, yeah, that's really a big part of my journey, a big part of what's made me passionate about health and wellness and self-care and diet and all those pieces because everything's connected. Yeah, and you definitely shared a lot of challenges that you've been able to overcome along the way. How did that experience impact your parenting style? Yeah, so I think just the more that I could educate myself about, you know, what the basic needs of children are and and about trauma and about the brain, the more equipped I was to, um, to deal with challenging behaviors, to, um, also to kind of remind myself, like, I think sometimes we flip into this panic mode when, when we don't need to, you know, and so to remind myself that like, hey, I'm safe, I'm okay, I can stop, I can take a few deep breaths, I can think about how I want to react before reacting, you know, so, it was a lot of education and then trying to shift shift the ways that my body was responding and, and build in things like, you know, laying down and doing a body scan after a really stressful interaction with my child um, or just taking those extra few seconds to do some breathing. And doing that, do you feel that it helped you help your children regulate by you focusing inward in those moments? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, I think also like, um, trying to be curious, you know, and asking questions like, what is the need behind this behavior? You know, why is my child acting this way? Why am I reacting this way? Like what is getting triggered in me? Um, so it's, I think parenting is, can be a real journey of like exploring your triggers and looking 
looking at your own childhood and trying to integrate some of those pieces that might not have been integrated. You know, if, if we had parents that didn't really explain to us um, challenging situations or traumatic situations that we may have been through, if we didn't have an adult to help us process that, then those pieces never got integrated and they kind of got tucked down into our, our state memory. And, and that's when, you know, especially if you're like raising adopted children or those with trauma, like those things get pulled up in these really stressful times. So it's, it's an opportunity to, to look at those things and to work through those with a counselor. Maybe, you know, that was, counseling has been a really important part of my journey. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like I think a lot of us, we're parenting our children and then we're also parenting ourselves as we learn patience and give them space to be individuals and still try to redirect them and understand their needs. You know, what does this behavior equal and take me out of it, the person, then it comes back to us being human. So it really is truly a journey of us learning as we grow through it. And you did mention a little bit about your journey and how self-care made its way into that. So what is your approach to self-care and how do you fit it into your routine? Yeah, I think it's just um, trying to have a holistic approach and, you know, hit the, the mind, the body, the spirit, all those pieces. So for me, like, I try to have things I do I think I'm probably better at the daily routine. I mean, um, sometimes it can be challenging to kind of have these months. Ideally, like I'd have like a monthly getaway once a month where I, you know, retreat or something like this. But I think the daily routine is is like gratitude journaling, um, doing a devotional, you know, lighting a candle, doing a little breathing um, in the morning. That's kind of my morning. And then... One of the things that I think when I got into the health and wellness, one of the pieces that I had to prioritize was just diet, you know, my own diet and exercise. Um, and I, I just think about like school, like lunches, cause I would always, you know, focus on getting the girls lunch ready and making sure my husband had leftovers to bring. But oftentimes when I'm at home or doing my own thing, like I wouldn't prioritize sitting down and eating a healthy lunch myself. You know, I'd grab this or I'd grab that. So one of the things I'm trying to do is, you know, on Mondays I make like a big soup with bone broth and vegetables. And sometimes I'll buy the chopped up vegetables at the grocery store, you know, to simplify it. But trying to make, you know, one big healthy thing that I can eat for lunch all week long. Um, on Mondays, I fill up my, my supplement container. Um, I make, you know, a real simple homemade salad dressing. So I kind of get everything in place for the week to have those healthy eating habits. Um, yeah, I, and then I think sometimes for moms, it's just letting the house go a little bit. Um, for me, I love to have a clean and tidy house, but it doesn't all fit in. And... So having that time to exercise and to have your, you know, nourishing morning routine. And then like last week, just an example, 
I'm not typically a person who gets regular massages. I've maybe had three or four in my life, but <laughs> I had this week where I had slept wrong and my, I had this horrible kink in my neck and I had tried all these exercises and icing and I just, you know, I'd also had a pretty stressful week with my teenage daughter. And so I just was like, you know, I just need to go get a massage. And, and I did. And it like was amazing. And, you know, yeah. I, it's the kink is gone and I, I feel great. So sometimes we just have to, you know, make that push to do what's going to help us be in a better place. Because I was I was definitely getting irritable, you know, as it, as the days went on and this pain was still laying out of my neck. I was more irritable with my family. I picked up on that. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a really good point because even with the structure that you have, it's a great routine and it's a great process to get everything set up on Monday, you know, at the top of your week and get everything that you need done so that you know you can prioritize what you're going to need as well as everyone else's in the home. But also understanding that that doesn't mean that you're not going to get irritable. That doesn't mean that you're not going to get a kink in your neck. It just means that we hope that you'll be better prepared to be able to assess what you need and go do that thing. And in your case, it was to get that massage. And I think all of us in the health and wellness space, that's what we're trying to get to. It's not that you're never going to experience life just getting the best of you. It's just that helping you manage it as it comes along. So the the kids are older now. So what challenges have you faced maybe now that are a little bit different than when they were younger? Yeah, I mean, I think really the teenage parenting thing is, has been really challenging. And my mom always tells me the oldest is the hardest. I don't know. I mean, um, and other moms have told me this seven, the 17 to 18 is one of the hardest years. That's where we're at right now. But, um, yeah, I think it's just figuring out like how to have boundaries with connection, you know, how to, how to maintain that relationship and still, you know, draw some lines and, and rein them back in when they're pushing out too far. Um, so and that's one of my current challenges. I think the other piece is maybe a little bit less motherhood and more marriage, but, um, I've just been learning a lot about attachment styles in my marriage and, and how like our earliest interactions with our primary caregivers have go, go on to shape how we interact with our spouses or those closest to us. Like usually it's our uh, romantic partner and these attachment styles, you know, ideally we want to be secure, but some of us have more of an avoidant or an anxious attachment style And so, um, yeah, my husband and I have just been working through some things and understanding like that, yeah, he has more of a tendency to withdraw um, and be a little bit dismissing because of the way he was raised. And he's been doing some really good work in counseling and he's part of a men's therapy group and um, has a lot of great things going on. So we've been able to kind of work through some of those challenges. But also, you know, understanding that, like, he's had, you know, some trauma in his childhood that we really weren't aware of. I think sometimes we look at trauma as being, 
these really major events like sexual abuse or things like that. But trauma is really how the brain interprets the situation. Um, and if we don't have those caregivers in our life to help us process a challenging situation as a child, like that can become traumatic. And so, um, yeah, just, I would say learning about all these pieces that I don't, we, we just don't learn about in school. You know, nobody tells us about, mm -hmm. about these sort of things that are so shaping um, in our adult lives and in our relationships. So I think I'm, I'm trying to talk a lot with my daughters about communication, about, you know, emotional intelligence. I mean, these pieces are, are so much more important than the career and the, the education, you know, some of the stuff that our kids get taught at school, you know, the academics. I mean, yeah, that's my, absolutely. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And just thinking about kind of the journey that you and your husband have been on, how did that work? Did you initiate that from all the things that you've been learning? Like, how did you guys get to the point where you're having a conversation that says, this is what we need to do to help strengthen our marriage? Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the challenges was, you know, my husband has really struggled to ha build a firm attachment with our oldest daughter. And so in looking at the why behind that, that's kind of what led us to, you know, looking into some of his trauma. And, um, and so that, that has created a bit of that, a riff in our relationship, just my oldest daughter kind of being in the middle of things and, and me trying to advocate for her and him kind of pushing up against that. So there's been this challenging dynamic for quite a few years. And so as we're kind of trying to weave unknot that mess you know we've we've looked into the you know him having trauma and and you know us both working on becoming securely attached um i mean yeah. I, I do feel like i had a pretty good foundation from my parents but i i did you know definitely have some tendencies toward the anxious attachment style and for our listeners Jessica is dropping some gems here, like some things that I have not even thought about, things that I want to dive into more. So if you are going through anything similar or trying to overcome some overwhelm and frustration, um, Jessica, tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you can support, you know, women. Yeah, so I work one on one with moms around stress and overwhelm. I help them have more energy and sleep better. So um, we, we try to get the basics down. We work together on getting that diet um, piece in and the supplements so that, you know, at least their nervous systems are calmed and they're in a little bit more of a stable place. I think sometimes we don't realize that when we're drinking a lot of caffeine and eating a lot of carbohydrates and have a high sugar diet, like it does affect our irritability um, and our responses with our family. So kind of starting with some of the basics and then looking at tools that they can use um, to, 
you know, de-stress and to have more patience with their family. Like, um, just I, the breathing is super helpful, like having a regular breathing practice, prioritizing time in nature. Um, and then one of the tools that I love to use is called um, the emotional freedom technique. And it's just, it's a combination um, of like Chinese medicine and modern psychology. It's just where you tap on certain pressure points in the body and you have a statement that you say. So like, even though I have this anger toward my daughter, I fully and completely accept myself. And then you go through these um, points in the body and you take a deep breath and you kind of rate, rate whether you feel like you're, um, you start out between a one and a 10 as to where this emotion is. And then after you go through the sequence, you see if the number has decreased. So you want to go through it like three or four times. And this has been a really helpful exercise for me to um, just move things through the body. I think sometimes when we're angry or stressed, we just carry that with us all day. You can feel your heart beating faster. You can feel the tension. And so by doing this tapping, it, it releases it. So that's one of the tools I use. Um, yeah, so I think it's just a lot of it is, is the individual's goals of what they want to accomplish, you know, whether it's gaining more parenting confidence or, um, yeah, I mean, most of us really need help with the stress management. It's a mm -hmm. huge yeah, definitely. And you mentioned time and nature, that piece. And I talk about that component a lot with the mothers that I work with, but can you kind of dive into that a little bit more about why it is so important to prioritize spending time in nature? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's just so good to get out in the fresh air and, you know, to, it activates all of our senses, you know, the smell, the, the site. Um, one of the things I do is I go outside in the morning barefoot to do grounding in the grass because, you know, if you look into it, there's like electromagnetic energy that, that's coming up from the earth that actually helps, helps us with inflammation and all sorts of things in our body. So, so, you know, spending time barefoot outside, um, and then I think it's just, it's spiritual too. Like, recognizing that you know we are just a small piece in this infinite grand masterpiece you know just reminding reminding ourselves of this bigger picture so there's there's so many pieces of nature that are so valuable yeah i think for everyone to have some type of a regular practice outside Super definitely important. yeah and what about your kids? Are they, are they, are they, I don't want to say like enthusiastic, but are they helping and following with the holistic practices or are they kind of feeling like they want to do their own thing? Well, I mean, I think with the nature piece, like we, uh, we do as a family, we do backpacking and I kind of chuckle because I think of other families I know who like went to Disneyland this summer and my, you know, my kids' teachers are like, what did you do this summer? And they're like, well, we went on a 20 mile backpacking trip. 
so like way out in the wilderness, you know, and it was, I mean, my husband, we love backpacking. I, I guess it's a bit more of a passion for my husband, but, um, but that's one thing we do every summer is, is we do backpacking trips. And so our twins, you know, they have the, the fancy watches. And so they were able to like track exactly how many miles we went, how many steps they took, how many flights of stairs, you know, so that, that kind of motivated them on this particular trip. Um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, they like the nature. Um, I think the diet piece is a little bit harder for them. Um, they, they definitely eat most of what I cook. Um, but they do make jokes with their friends about, you know, my mom's a health coach, so I, she doesn't even let me have cheese sticks, you know, or like, um, so I think that the diet piece is a little challenging. I mean, I, I'm definitely not like super strict about it. Like I grew up in, um, my parents were hippies. And so I grew up in a family where we ate, everything was from scratch. You know, we had almonds, we had fruit and vegetables, homemade whole wheat bread. We never had chips or lunch meat or, you know, cookies from the store, any of this stuff. So I did feel a little bit deprived as a child. Um, I'm grateful for my upbringing now, but I do, I do, we do incorporate treats, you know, we do go get ice cream here and there, like get them now that they're a little older, we get them, you know, decaf coffee drinks or, um, you know, we have a bakery down the street from us, so we'll go get scones, you know. So we do have our, our treats and our special things we do. They're just not, we don't have a lot of junk in the house every day. So they, yeah. you know, they're not super excited about it, but they've adapted, I would say. <laughs> that's a really good practice to have. If that's one thing I would say that I would like to look differently, it would be food. But, yeah. you know, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. Right. Yeah. I want to know, in motherhood, it's been all this time, because how old are your kids now? They're 13. The twins are 13, and my oldest is 17. 13 and 17. So you have three teenagers in the mm-hmm. house. Yep. All this time, all this growth, overcoming these challenges with them, up to this point, what has motherhood taught you about yourself? I mean, I think it's taught me that I can do hard things, like I can stretch myself and do things that maybe feel uncomfortable. Um, And it's also taught me that there are parts of myself that weren't really integrated that I have to take a look at. Those are my triggers um, and work through those, you know, with my counselor and journal about those and get curious about those things. Definitely. Absolutely. And I want you to tell our listeners where that they can find you because I'm sure they are working through triggers of their own and maybe they want to strengthen things with their spouse and help them be able to identify theirs so that we can be stronger individuals and stronger parents for our children. So where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so um, my business name is Root and Revive Wellness. So they can go to my website, www.rootandrevivewellness.com and they can sign up for a free 60-minute consultation call with me. Um, there's all sorts of information on my webpage about my services. 
So, yep, that, I'm on Instagram, too, at Root and Revive Wellness, and um, Facebook also. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jessica, and thank you to our listeners, and I will talk to you all very, very soon. Thank you. To learn more about Back to You in 5, visit backtoyouin5.com or follow at Back to You in 5 on Instagram, where you'll find self-care tips and strategies. Remember, motherhood is a journey, not a destination.